There's so much, I feel so much after this episode. Yeah. So many things we said have happened. Uh, it's, it's almost like we're good at watching this show. It's almost like we're good. It's like we have some like amazing magical power of predicting things. Being able to read the implications of, of framing and scripting. Yeah, that or the writers <laughs> of Riverdale listen to our show. And then go back in time to when the scripts were actually written. Well, no, then they, like, adjust things as it goes on, and they totally make it to fit what we say. They do it in the edit. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This episode opens, uh, Jughead's in the trailer, and we get the regular voiceover from him uh, that he is running out of time, and maybe so is Riverdale. He's investigating Hiram's master plan. Instead of a murder wall, there is now the master plan wall. (laughs) There's a... a real estate board up on the wall yes yeah. and, and lots of things pinned and whatnot it um, appears his article is just a title over a blank page so this, this, this point, big yes. scary article that, that Hiram was worried about i don't see the trouble well now this is the beginning of the episode <laughs> yeah but he was worried about it in earlier episodes well turns out jughead was bluffing this whole time he had to sit down and write it. It was all in his head. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of my history honey's outlines. Yep. Okay. Uh, FP gets home. He sees uh, Jughead's crime map. And he's like, what are you doing? You need to drop this. <laughs> um, and then it's like, no, no. He's trying to silence us. He bought the newspaper. I will not be stopped. Um, FP never misses a chance for a snake metaphor and calls Hiram Lodge slicker than a bottle of snake oil. Yes. Do you know any other animals? There are other animals. It's his version of dad jokes. (laughs) So at the lodges, Fred and Archie are over for dinner. The parents are sharing old school stories and all the trouble we used to get into as kids. Har, har, har. It seems their only friends are their kids' friends' parents. Yep. They don't have much of a life. They don't talk about anybody we don't already know. Uh, And then Hiram's like, well, Fred, why don't you uh, join us in the study for whatever alcohol it It was? It was 30-year-old rum. Okay. And this is the first time the teens have not been invited to drink, I think, in the whole 28 episodes. Well, because Fred's there and they they don't want him to know that they're just like, (laughs) here's some alcohol, children. But uh, children, you must stay out. You cannot witness Mm, the parents mm -hmm. uh, drinking of the alcohol. This is around the time I started paying attention because I had just gotten over... The, the powerful emotional response to seeing Smithers in the, like, previously on recap. I know. I was totally like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're going to find Smithers' body. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Uh, Kevin is with Betty, freaking out that he can't keep going on with the scheme she has him doing, which is catfishing Chick. Yes. He, he's webcamming with him. Which is not what catfishing is, but whatever. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, 
He's pretending to be someone else. But with his own face. I know. Which is like the defining feature of Catfish. And I'm like, Kevin, you go to like the movie theater that he works at. This is apparently a town with one restaurant. Betty, maybe you should have found someone else to do this for you. But in any case, he's posing as a, a client. By actually being a client, I and, guess that makes it easier to fake. Uh, and they, they've been uh, talking. Uh, this is apparently like the third time they've talked. So then we are witnessing their conversation. And Betty's like behind the laptop, like signing mm-hmm. things at Kevin. She uses her powerful pout to get him to agree to do it tonight. <laughs> yes. So so Kevin's talking to the chick and he's like, you know, you haven't told me much of anything about yourself. This is our third time talking. Chick's like, well, you haven't taken your shirt off yet. I'm shy. <laughs> yep, shy. Yep. And Betty's just like, come on, just take your shirt off. Just take it off. We're all just thinking Show him it. your butt. Like anything. Come on. Betty. Don't move the camera around too much so he realizes you're in the school newspaper office. Chick's not gone to school there. Just don't see anything that says Riverdale. It's, it's clearly not a, a bedroom or a living space of any kind. And laptops, they're tra- you can travel with them. I don't go to the coffee shop <laughs> to do my sexual webcam activities. That's what he should have said. He's like, well, I'm kind of in a public place. That's why I can't take my shirt off right now. It'd be weird. But I will jerk it under the table if things go that way. Yeah, yeah, you know. No one will notice. It's fine. <laughs> Sir, can I get you a refill? Oh, oh. Veronica uh, tells Archie that there is going to be a special election Mm -hmm. uh, now that McCoy is out and uh, that her parents want his dad to run for mayor. Yeah, we're we're getting the same exact conversation that the adults are having in their private cloister. Yes. But from the teens. Uh, So then on the, the drive home from dinner... They just dive right into it, those yes. Andrews boys. Well, yeah, so Fred is considering it a bit. It apparently was his boyhood dream to be mayor. Uh, Back when and mayor meant something. Yes. Back when he got a top hat and a sash yeah. and a big ribbony button. He could marry a woodpecker. <laughs> but Fred's like, well, maybe I can help. Uh, maybe I can you know, yeah. do something for Riverdale. His, and if his- I ran, it wouldn't be for them it would be for me it'd be for you it'd be for the town but i'll take their money though yeah yeah because you know they're Cause they have some yeah they have some they'll pay for his campaign because they want a friend in there uh so cheryl walks in on her mom with a very old man mm-hmm. who she automatically thinks is you know a customer new daddy new daddy it's actually an attorney mm. uh and it he has uh, Papa Blossom's secret will that was only supposed to come out after all the investigations into his business practices. You know, the drugs. The drugs uh, was done. And tomorrow there will be a public reading. For what? For what? The Blossoms have no money. Apparently there is secret money. They have just enough money to like keep up appearances. <laughs> Apparently, there is a lot of, I'm assuming a lot of money they can't touch. Why can't they touch it? They're only living heirs. Rich people things. I don't know. These are things we don't understand because we're not rich. 
I guess. And if we died, we'd not be giving anyone any money. They'd have to sell everything we own just to bury our bodies or launch you into space. (laughs) (laughs) Hal comes uh, to the Cooper household. Everybody's shown up with some legal propositions because he's demanding an immediate divorce. Yes. Betty is also there, too. It's the three of them at the kitchen table. And he's like, you know, the stranger comes into our lives and you, you side with him. And, and Betty's all like, well, this is just about Chick. Like, I'm with you. I side with you. Like, let's kick him out. <laughs> this would be great. Why? How the tables have turned, Betty. Mm-hmm. What is going on? You think a father would ask, but no. <laughs> and Hal will give Alice half of the money from the sale of the paper if she agrees to a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Isn't she part owner or something? Not anymore. Apparently Hal was some sort of sole proprietor and Alice was editor. I guess. Something like that. She's made that more legal, girl. <laughs> but but in this like divorce demand, yeah. Hal's like, remember when I used to worship you like a goddess? I don't. I don't no, remember that. No. Was that before uh Be- Jason died, I guess? That I'm gonna say that was before Polly. <laughs> Remember back in sophomore year of high school when I worshipped you like a goddess? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that count for anything now that we're 50 years old and have two, possibly three kids? And we don't get along and we barely <laughs> seem to like each other at all. I don't know why she's so upset about this divorce. It seems like it'd be what she'd want. Trust me, it's better this way. <laughs> but she kicked him out. like Twice. Isn't this what you want? <laughs> Sometimes it's just better to get the divorce. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you again, but God damn it, we'll be married. <laughs> Archie goes to Jughead mm-hmm. as like, so you're you're still going after Hiram, right? L- right. So here's the deal. There's- Ar- Archie really sees himself between a rock and a hard place here. I feel for him. Yeah. Here's the deal. There's going to be a special election. They want my dad to run. You you can't write about that. But maybe you could write about something. I can tell you something that you could write about that would, you know, get the public not so into Hiram, basically. Yeah. He doesn't want his dad to run as the Lodge's puppet. Yes. But he can't do anything directly or else he risks getting, you know, whacked. Yeah. (laughs) So the best he can do is try to feed some stuff into the paper that his dad will eventually read and be like, oh, well, maybe no, this is not the, yeah. the, the thing I ought to do. Yeah, if my dad sees this, he'll change his mind. So Archie is like, yeah, so you know how uh, Pop got that donation? Wasn't a donation. Hiram bought Pops. Uh, can you do something with that? And Jughead's like, oh, shit, yeah, I can do something. <laughs> So he tells Jughead about purchasing the diner, which I guess would get people interested. Not about killing Papa Poutine. No. (laughs) Which you'd think might carry a little more water. Yeah, you'd think, like, he's a mobster. He He kills people. He did a completely legal sale that they haven't announced publicly, but, like, he bought a business. Yes. Everybody seems okay with him buying these other four businesses. Jughead quickly, you know, pulls out his map and looks at, like, he's bought all these on the south side, and now he has Pops, which is... <gasps> the beating the... heart of Riverdale. Beating heart. If this is all true, we're all in danger. How are you? I'm not really sure how they're in danger, but... We're, we're in danger of monopolizing land use in this vicinity. He's going to price gouge us on our milkshakes. 
Probably. I mean, there's only one place to get them. Hiram's going to like <laughs> jump it up like 4,000%. Yeah. No one's going to be able to afford their EpiPens or their milkshakes. He's going to tear down everything that makes it pops and just... It's going to look like a Wendy's. He's going to turn it into a Steak and Shake franchise. No! At least make it a Culver's. <laughs> uh, so Jughead takes his map to Betty and Alice. And, and explains all that yes. in like a 30 second redundant scene. Hey. Yeah. But Alice brings up a point of, so have you talked to Pop about this? <laughs> Jughead's like, no. <laughs> Good point, Alice. Maybe he should. Well, he had to check in with his editor and his editor's mom. <laughs> yeah. As you do in the paper trade. So Veronica calls Archie and is all like, hey, uh, I just found out an interesting fact about like running for mayor that you need like signatures and stuff. So we should like do that together and be boyfriend and girlfriend. And Archie's like, I got homework. Hang up. That's my favorite kind of date when you just <laughs> stand <laughs> on a street corner while everybody like, like looks at their phone and tries to like around you. I'm not a registered voter. I'm I'm not from this state. Bye. Goodbye. I've definitely told them I'm not from this state several <laughs> times. Because mostly, I don't trust you and I don't want to give you my street address. <laughs> yeah. It's a little creepy. Betty comes home and Polly is there with the babies. Yay, babies! I'm uh, very, very surprised to meet the babies that, let's remember, are named Juniper and Dagwood. They're so much cuter than their names. So very cute. Alice is holding Juniper, mm -hmm. and Chick is sitting there, very scary, holding Dagwood. And Alice is like, come, come, do you want to hold one? And Alice goes to, like, offer up Juniper, and Betty goes straight Skrr. to Dagwood. And is like, I will take that and protect the child from the creeper. <laughs> Polly's like, so, uh, are we all going to the will reading tomorrow? The what? Dad didn't tell you. So no one knew about this. Except Polly. I guess apparently Polly and Hal are talking. <laughs> keeping in touch. I bet he already met the babies like five times. Oh, yeah. They can yeah. already say grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> These three-week-old children. Yeah. They're, they're walking. They're eating very solid advanced. food. There is nothing purer than Blossom Blood after Occasionally all. Occasionally they do eat choking hazards, but they give each other like CPR and Heimlich. It's fine. It's that twin connection. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony is over at Cheryl's. Uh, Cheryl has invited her to to come to the will reading as her like emotional support mm -hmm. dog, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> like human. This, this, this is, is my, my emotional support human. This is my emotional support snake. And she's trying to give Tony a makeover while she's there. Yeah, just <laughs> dressing up her her flannel whatnots with a, a lace overlay. Yeah, Ma Blossom busts in is like, "What's going on in here?" <laughs> Fashion? Not on my watch. Why she here? Everyone here must wear one glove and or wig. Those are the laws. <laughs> Small Blossom's not very happy that Tony's there. Uh, and when she leaves, Tony's just like, wow, she's a nightmare. Shaw. Yeah. That's, what, that's why I'm crazy. That's why I'm a crazy person. Have you seen my mother? Tony's the most normal person in town because she does not have a mother. She was spared the Riverdale curse. Yeah. Mm hmm Why do you think Archie's doing okay? His mom left for Chicago. Yeah. Jughead's doing okay, too. Jughead's, because... like, relatively? Yeah. He's pretty on the level. Yeah. That's why Kevin's just doing great. He hasn't seen his mom in years. <laughs> At the Andrews household, 
Fred has brought out this amazingly, like, futuristic World of Tomorrow Riverdale yeah. 2020 that's from some project he had in college or yeah, something? Yeah, he, he went to college to, to study urban planning. And so one of his projects was this Riverdale 2020. And it seems he wants to become mayor so he can build his dream monorail. <laughs> he wants it to be Epcot. <laughs> and just then, Veronica just walks in. And I'm like... You leave your doors unlocked even after the Black Hood? Come on! <laughs> this family of all families? Uh, but she just walks in and she's like, hey guys! And she has a bunch of design ideas uh, already made mm-hmm. for his campaign and wants his opinion on what one he likes. Fred has not yet said yes, but she does have mock-ups of, of his yard signs and buttons. And- yeah, and he was like, oh, that, that one's nice. I like that one. Then uh, Archie and Veronica are alone, and Archie just kind of goes off on her about why mm-hmm. are you pushing this? Um, Can't handle this pressure. <laughs> uh, that he, you know, doesn't want his dad to run for mayor. Doesn't want his dad to be controlled by her family because they'll just do away with him like they did Mayor McCoy if he doesn't do what they want. My dad's not a dog on a leash. He puts a dog on a leash. Where's Vegas? It's been forever. Right. He, you know, straight up says, you're steering me or you're steering him. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, thank you, Archie, for standing up for yourself for like once and actually being correct about it. Yeah. If only Valerie could have seen this, they right. might still be together. No, she deserves better. It's true. <laughs> but he's so hunky. She deserves like 15 abs. <laughs> I don't know where the 15th one would go. I guess right on top or something. Yeah, yeah. The belly button would become an ab. <laughs> it sticks <laughs> out like a, a golf ball. It's really weird. And it's just like muscles out. It looks like a little growth of a mushroom, but it's really a, an ab. <laughs> That's gross. Why did I say that? That's really good. No. Or no, the re- at the reading of the will, uh, we find out that Thistle House is left to Nana Blossom. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Bob Blossom's like, oh, yes, yes, Nana. And Nana just, like, like, yanks my house. Do do not pat my hand. This is my hand. No, 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 no. Mama Blossom gets the pile of ashes left over from that mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it was still standing when he wrote the will, to be fair. Any remaining assets will be halved. The first half will go to anyone that can prove they have Blossom blood, Mm -hmm. no matter how much. The first half of zero will be evenly divided. Yes. And then Alice shows up and... uh, Alice is in rare form. We get old-fashioned Alice. She's just screaming at everybody, insulting everyone. It's the best. She's just like, Hal, you wanted a divorce so you could get this money? He would still get it, even if they were married. He gets to keep it to himself if they're not married. It's true. This is true. This big windfall of $7.52. Yes. Alice talks about all this inbred money. <laughs> That's right. I said inbred. And uh, calls Mob Blossom a trollop <laughs> and many things. And it's just great. And Tony's over there just dying about how awesome this is. Cause this is the best soap opera she's and ever this seen. This scene just gets cut off way too soon. I need more of, right? I need more season one Alice and, outbursts. And then there's poor uh, now lawyer McCoy in the back who Alice is like, that's my lawyer. And she's just like, hey. <laughs> So then we we jump over to Jughead uh, going to Pop and asking him if 
Hiram bought the diner, and so they and sit down to talk. Poor Pop Tate. It's tragic. He he made a promise to his mother when it was passed down to him, because like Pops has been open for generations and it's, generations. They've had 80 years. Mm-hmm. And he looks to only be 90, so long before his time. Yes, but that he would keep it in the family. Things have not been doing well, so he had to sell. But his, since his mother is still alive... Bless it, her heart. It was kept secret because the news would kill her. And at her age, a stiff breeze would kill <laughs> yes. her. Yes. Unless she is vampire, which is a possibility. And so Pop says to Jughead, like, can you, can you just... Keep it a secret until my ma dies, and then you can do what you want with it. All right, I'll pencil this article in for Thursday. (laughs) Poor Pop. Poor Pop Tate. Jughead's just like, well, not writing that story. Jughead has a heart, you know? He's trying to save the city, but what is saving the city if it means hurting the people you care about? That make up the city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's very much a missed storyline here about how, like, Pops is Jughead's second papa. Yeah. He's like, the- he's like his only other family when he was, like, alone mm-hmm. at the start of, like, season one. Like, he was at the diner. The only relationship he had with anyone that was, like, still going strong was Pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that needs to be a storyline, Riverdale writers. Get to that. And he has to keep cutting him favors, because otherwise, like, that tab's going to come due. <laughs> and then Jughead's homeless again. And Jughead's trying to not feel guilty that he's the reason Pop had to sell us, because he couldn't pay any, any of his tabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just would have paid for a milkshake every once in a while. Maybe Pop would still own his restaurant. Back at the will reading. Yes. So the other half of the money would go to his uh, true heirs. The ja- twins. The twins. Jason and Cheryl. So Cheryl gets half of everything liquid. Yes. And she she walks uh, up to the mic and is like, well, since I'm the true heir, I feel it's my duty to make a speech. And she talks about how the Blossoms have been bathing in blood and there needs to be no more blood or madness. Mm-hmm. And then we and hear her- a voice. And it's her mom saying, well, how am I supposed to keep my skin looking fresh? (laughs) If I can't bathe in the blood of children, my burns are going to come right back to the surface. Yeah, yeah. But then there's another voice. That goes, hear, hear. And everyone turns to look. And it is Clifford Blossom. (gasps) And Cheryl faints. He Tom Sawyered himself. He Tom Sawyered himself. So Cheryl wakes up. By some smelling salts. And is like, oh, ma. Oh, no. She said, oh, mumsy. I had the most frightening daymare. I think she said. I don't think she said nightmare. I think she said daymare. And then. Back when they were still loaded, she had one horse to ride in the day and one horse to ride in the evening. (laughs) We're like, oh, no. It wasn't a dream. And we see Papa Blossom. Except it's not Papa Blossom. It's Uncle Blossom. Twin brother. Claudius. I said this. I said twins. Yeah. Because when we were talking about, like, is he really dead? Mm-hmm. Did he really die? And it was like, okay, there's got to be twins. It's either they they killed the twin, and somehow either it was, like, Clifford actually died, or the twin died, or, like, the twin was living as Clifford, or twins. And twin magic. We're going to eventually see what permutation of that all this is. But the yes. way they present it is that Cliff 
was always Cliff, and he hung himself. Yes. And this is Claudius, who we've never seen before. Yes. That uh, may be lies, but that is what we are told. Yeah. We'll get to theories about that later. <laughs> Claudius tells his story about how he, you know, he was always being primed to be the inheritor of everything until his brother almost shot him dead by the river at age 14 yes but he you know uh spared him so he ran away without a trace and became a merchant marine and sailed the seas yeah apparently there's this blossom curse that uh one of the twins must always die usually at the hands of the other yes and i'm like oh those those little babies those babies are fucked they're so fucked i think i think juniper is totally shoving like Choking hazards into Dagwood's mouth. Hey, you're old enough for Legos. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Eat it, brother. Eat it. Die. They'll never see it coming. It's the perfect crime. I bet one of them was totally like stealing more of like the the nutrients or something or the amniotic oxygen. Yes, yes. They're like, ha ha ha! I will kill you before birth. They they were wrestling in utero to try to make the other one come out breach. Yeah, or like umbilical cord wrap around or something. And now that they're alive, it's just like... It's a cold war. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to make sure this blanket gets shoved up your face so you suffocate. <laughs> Tummy time to die. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, the really bad CGI from Twilight. Like, from the brilliant CGI. On the little baby's face. Where it's just, and I'm just imagining that on them being like... <laughs> 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 One of them's going to get, like... Uh, gonna have a tooth come in, and then they're just gonna like vampire the other little baby. <laughs> Drain it like and, a can and of Polly peaches. will come in, and like little Juniper will just lift her head, and like blood dripping down. Like what? You're next. <laughs> and that's the plot of Benicula Four. <laughs> Back at the uh, Cooper household, mm -hmm. Polly's like, "Well, uh, we all need to get these blood tests done. How early can we get into the doctor? We should do this. Just think." All the money we could have between me and you shares. and the babies and chick she's she counts five even if dad's off yeah yeah it's there's three siblings two babies that's five shares out of not counting the actual blossom family we only know of six people yeah yeah and chick's like well i'm i'm not keeping my blood tested i, I don't want any of that blood money i don't want to be a part of that <sighs> I mean, of all the things we know Chick has done for money, this, this is... This is totally... Uh, Go uh, ahead. Okay. Say the words. So, so, <laughs> so exciting. Multiple predictions in one. Betty suspects it, too, at this yeah. moment. She gets suspicious. But she like suspects, we've been saying, yeah. we have not thought that to be the real Chick. We mm -hmm. thought that was to be an imposter, which this is totally, like, pointing to because does not want his blood tested, which will then show that he is not a Cooper Blossom child, mm -hmm. and that he is someone else. Bum, 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 bum. Over at the lodges, Hermione is drilling Veronica about how she needs to use her womanly ways with Archie, and just like, just show him a boob or something, and he'll do whatever <laughs> you want. And she's just like, no, Mumsy, like, he's already seen my boobs. <laughs> It won't do as much. Mother, I need new boobs. <laughs> I need, like, six of them or something. I need to look like one of those farm pigs nursing. <laughs> so, Veronica's Make me like... <laughs> a Star Wars alien, Mother. One Ver of the creepy ones. Veronica's like, I will not use my womanly ways on him. I, I'm afraid about losing him. 
Hermione just keeps going on about how, but it's our duty to manage things behind the scenes. We must touch, you know, wrists and and, and bump booties and stuff. <laughs> we must flash our thong straps, Veronica. <laughs> um, but then she's like, you are right. You must protect your relationship. Yes, yes. It seems clear to me that she's like, oh, well, if we push Archie too hard now, we lose him forever. Yes, we yes. We gotta... Let, let the line go slack before the fish breaks it. Yeah. Although she tries to tell, like, Veronica, oh, you convinced me. Young love is so beautiful. Yeah, but no. No. That's not it. See, there are other animal metaphors. It's not just snakes. So Betty is with Kevin again, and she's like, you know, he's turning down the money. We need to get aggressive. I have a plan. Her pen acting, top shelf. Yeah. Every nibble of that pen is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin's talking to Chick again, and he's talking about how been MIA for a while, and he's like, "Yeah, sorry, um, you know, I got I got tested. It's my first time, and it was just you know like it's a whirlwind." And I'm like, "That is a really weird conversation starter for your like fourth weird <laughs> online camera date." Yeah, yeah. But the whole point of it is Betty's idea to to bug Chick to get him to talk about like, mm-hmm. "Well, well, have you been tested?" Because Chick said around the, the breakfast nook, mm-hmm. one of his excuses was he has a, a fear of needles. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Chick talks about how, like, yeah, he used to go, like, every week, every mm-hmm. every month, every I think he said every week, which seems like a lot. That's some great health insurance. Yeah. There, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I used to go a lot. Uh, and I had this one scare, but I used to live, like, in a much rougher environment compared mm-hmm. to now. But then he starts to notice that, like, Kevin's eyes keep flashing at Betty because she keeps doing weird sign language at him (laughs) and he doesn't understand. And then Chick's like, what are you looking at? Someone else there? Are you talking to someone else? Kevin just flips out, panics, and slams the laptop closed. Yep. He's like, I can't keep doing this. (laughs) And my question is, how much has Kevin been paying Chick this whole time? How much money have they spent? (laughs) Like, seriously. You probably just could have paid Chick up front and be like, hey, here's here's four dates worth. What's your deal? It might have worked. Archie and Jughead are back together. And uh, Jughead's like, I can't publish this. Um, I've been He's been trying to dig up other information instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone is keeping their mouth shut. They're sealed up like a drum. Uh, McCoy comes up. Basically, the idea that, like, well, maybe we're talking to the wrong McCoy. Yeah. And so that sends Archie to go talk to Josie. Can your mom talk to my dad? And she's like, well, she can't say anything about, like, the lodges or whatnot because it'll incriminate her. It'll get her, in, mm-hmm. you know, into deep trouble, deep maybe water. there's some other stuff she can say. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Archie finally rediscovers his original goal, get his dad to not want to be mayor. Yes. Proving crime is seems like a good path, but it's not the only way to that destination. Uh, so McCoy comes over and is just lecturing Fred on how it's not about the fancy stuff. You know, it's not just about, like, ceremonies. It's about trash and litter and parking. And, and this is all stuff that I think would really appeal to Fred, though. <laughs> like, yeah. He seems into pothole management. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, you, you would have to 
leave your construction business because you can't do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, then there's the, the dirty stuff, too. And, I mean, like, the, the, crime. the crime and the killers. And Riverdale will turn its back on you. No one will like you. Your friends will hate you. <laughs> I love this scene. I, I love how it seems completely ineffective on Fred mm-hmm. because it's clear that that former mayor Sienna McCoy just loves venting. She's been waiting for years yeah. just to complain about how much she hated being mayor. Well, I love and it's all coming out. Fred's like says something like, "Oh no, I think I understand." Like, "Thank you for coming and telling me stuff." And she's like, "Oh, I oh, haven't no. even started." <laughs> You are my therapy session because I don't have as good of insurance now. (laughs) Fred just like flips out a little notebook and puts his reading glasses down. So, so tell me about your mother. (laughs) God, I want to know what her mother's like. I want to know. Well, she was a mother, so terrible. One (laughs) hundred percent. I want to know what all of the terrible mothers' mothers was like. What was Alice's mom like? Oh my god. Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker. She was actually like a wonderful yeah. lady that made like pancakes and, and mm-hmm. just everything smelled nice. And there was always a fresh bouquet of flowers and it was lovely. Yeah. Alice Cooper is still going through her teenage rebellion. Yeah. That's where it all comes from. She never stopped. Okay. Back over at the Cooper's ho- household, the, the ladies are gushing over the babies, and Chick comes down, and he just, like, stares at them. And then he's like, Mom, I'm late for work. Can I'm- I mean to work, Mom? Gosh. She's like, I'm with the twins. You can walk or take the bus. Riverdale is four square miles. You will be <laughs> fine. <laughs> like, you should probably walk. The bus will probably take too long. <laughs> Pop goes to the lodges. Mm-hmm. He-, he goes to talk to Hiram. And we don't see the scene, but we totally know what he's talking about because then Hiram is freaking out at Hermione he summons and Veronica. The family. That that Jughead Jughead Jones is asking questions. The way he slams his desk saying Jughead's name is so good. Yes, which means someone in the inner circle has told because only the three of them and Archie know mm-hmm. about Pops. And Veronica takes the rap. She's like, it was me. It was me. I told Jughead uh, when we were at the lake, he was grilling me for information. So I said it, gave him a piece of information to distract him so he'd stop looking for more. G- gave him a little fish to... I keep going to fish, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> I'm part of... A little trout. I'm... The little bass. <laughs> I'm part of the grouper gang. Yeah, yeah. 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 You could come up with things other than fish, too, you know. You can't make me. Just gave, gave them a, a little uh, panda. To distract them from the... Bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't see the bamboo forest for the panda tree. Yeah. Okay. Hiram thinks this is the most foolish idea he's ever heard, but uh-huh. Hermione immediately jumps to her daughter's defense, saying, yes. "Oh, what what a what a maneuver, what a feint she has pulled off! If it was preemptive damage control." And I'm like, "Hold up! If that's her story, there's a pretty glaring hole in it. If it's preemptive damage control, you then tell them, "Hey, I had to feed this to Jughead to throw him off the scent of the other thing." Yeah, immediately. Yeah. But this does buy them time to... Not uh, as much as it should have, if that's what it was. Nope, 
Nope. Jughead is at the trailer and he he's he's venting about how Hiram's always 10 steps ahead and FP's like, well, there's one person you haven't uh, asked to go on record. That's me. Oh. And that he tells him about how back when mm-hmm. Hiram asked the serpents to trash the drive-in and they did and that FP would own up to it if it would take Hiram down. Mm-hmm. Because that is shady. Yes. That's... He didn't just buy the thing. He wrecked the thing to buy cheap. Yep. Yeah. Because that's all... Like, everything he's doing is, like, lowering the cost of stuff so he can do that. Mm-hmm. Just then, though, Jughead gets a call <gasps> from... Someone saying, meet me at the bus terminal in 20 minutes. I have information for you. Bum, bum, bum. Anonymous voice. So he leaves to go do that. And then we get Archie doing chin-ups in the garage. <laughs> because apparently he... now his his studio is a gym. He has never played any of those instruments that we can see everywhere. Yeah. There's also, like, a saw and wrenches hanging off the wall. He hasn't used those, but... Well, maybe he did because he built himself this chin-up thing. <laughs> he should have just built, like, a salmon ladder. Like, come on! It is the CW. They're very good at that. Yeah. Uh, Veronica rushes in, though, and is just like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I saved you from daddy's wrath, but you said you were okay with this. You said you were okay with the crime, what we're doing, Mm -hmm. and you lied. And he comes right back at her. Hey, that night you were going to tell me what the big Sodale plan really was. Mm -hmm. So now I want to know. I want to know. Tell me what it is. Uh... So then Fred comes in, though, and he's like, hey, guys, I, uh, I got an announcement. I'm going to be the next candidate for uh, mayor in Riverdale. Hope that uh, didn't really diffuse any tension or prevent a narrative thread from being closed. I, I'd hate for that to happen. Anyway, bye. See you. And so Veronica's like, well, you need to talk to daddy fast if you want to know <laughs> stuff. But yeah. So back at the Cooper household, Betty is uh, in Chick's bathroom digging through stuff, mm-hmm. looking for... Things with DNA. She's looking for hair, but his comb is clean. Uh, Tries to steal a a toothbrush, but then thinks that'd be conspicuous. Well, and then she goes in the trash, and I I thought at first she was pulling out a giant strand of hair. Yeah, me too. I'm like, like, you are testing Polly, you fool. That that is four feet. Floss. It's floss. Dental. Bloody dental floss. Yes. So uh, apparently there was was like a free testing clinic. Not free dental in his neighborhood. No. She she grabs it and wraps it up and stuff. And then uh, as she's trying to exit the bathroom through the bedroom, uh, Chick appears. Ba-ba-bum. And he's like, wasn't it better when it was just the three of us, Betty? Just you, me, and Mom. Now and there's some these weird stuff about like People keep asking me to touch baby. Yeah, the very creepy conversation about Polly and the babies and love and how people leave you when they love you. And mm-hmm. uh, she's just like, are you okay? Uh... And this is all just his way of telling her to stay out of his bathroom because I presume the water pressure thing got fixed. So now he uses it. I guess so. <laughs> he likes it or something. Watch out for love. It makes you want to poop in my bathroom. <laughs> but don't you dare. Don't you dare poop in my bathroom. Uh, so then uh, Jughead goes to the bus terminal mm-hmm. that is playing a great song. Uh, and he goes and sits down in one of the benches and uh, behind him... Uh, MVP, King of Riverdale, my boy, your boy, the savior of us all, Smithers! Smithers! Smithers is not dead. We did technically find his body, but he's alive. <laughs> he's a walking, talking, breathing body. Did he refer to him as 
Deep Throat? Yes. Okay. But yeah, so Smithers is there, uh, and Smithers is like, well, I have information. I used to work for them. I, I coordinated... Uh, I don't know why he's just like, I was their butler. Like, he should have said I was their butler, but he's like, I coordinated transportation and yeah, we can tell you travel tra- arrangements. And we're like... Yeah, we know you're a bus driver. You clearly have coordinated transportation. I'm also like, why don't you straight up say, like, I, I worked for them until just a little while ago. You've known Veronica while I worked for them. <laughs> There's a lot of information that was left out from this, but... Didn't he buttle the the baby shower? Shouldn't they have met... Yeah, I think that was still Smithers then. Andre doesn't know how to serve canapes. Fuck you, Andre. So Smithers tells him, though, how he he used to do a lot of stuff with transportation or taking stuff to and from Shankshaw Prison. Mm -hmm. No relation. Copyright not infringed. Which is not where Hiram was in prison. You should look into that. Look into Shankshaw. And also, how is Miss Veronica? Is she faring well? Yeah, we, we do not see Jughead's answer, because it would probably be like, eh. You'd be very disappointed in her. I mean, she's- She's getting into crime. She's healthy, she's happy, but like- She eh. got confirmed. She's very filled with the spirit. Yeah. So we're at the Blossoms for dinner, and Tony's, Tony's there. Tony's still chilling out. And uh, asks a question of- Claudius and Mama Blossom just like, ignore her! <laughs> she should not be breathing our air. That they're continually making more of. They're surrounded by <laughs> oxygen-producing plants. And Claudius just starts talking about his journeys as a sailor and how he went to Lesbos. The most beautiful and natural place on Earth. <laughs> Which, uh, that gets some some reactions around the table. Yes. Nana Blossom's like, you're staying, right? You're not leaving me again. Oh. Uh, It's like, as well, as long as I'm welcome. And uh, Mama Blossom tells him that there's a room over the garage. It sucks, just like you. Yeah. Jughead is at Pops where he's talking to FP. In his little bow tie. That, that, you know, this has something to do with Shankshaw. Do you got contacts there? And FP's like, yeah, War Baby knows everyone's (laughs) business. (laughs) <laughs> if I was in a gang, mm-hmm. my name would be War Baby. Isn't that the Kids Bop version of War Pigs by uh, Sabbath? <laughs> okay, if like Gidget, the Gidget <laughs> movies had like a gang member, uh-huh. like uh, Moondoggy and War Baby have Moondoggy, to face off. Moondoggy, Big Kahuna, and, and War Baby. <laughs> That's what it would be. You got the surfers. And then you got the, the military industrial complex. The, yes. The, uh, Gidget gets caught up in the Cold War. The T bird, I guess. She has to smuggle <laughs> nuclear secrets out of France. But then there's War Baby. Wish, what if there was, though, like a gang, like a tough gang with War Baby? Big Kahuna is the leader. And then there's Moondoggy. <laughs> Moondoggy's like the new initiate. And they're like, are you sure you want that to be your gang name? Moondoggy? Really? What about, like... Eric. It's better than Moondoggy. Moonwolf, at least? At least it's a little scary? Yeah, and I'm gonna wear this t-shirt with three of them. And he's like, well, no, I wanted it to be Moon Puppy, but you wouldn't let me. So I'm going Moondoggy. One day. One day I will be Moonhound. <laughs> Excuse me, did you say Poonhound? Go, go to bed, Nana Rose. Go to bed. 
The Isle of Lesbos. Yes, we know. <laughs> I went there in my youth. If you know what I mean. Grandma. <laughs> uh, Betty and Polly are out doing some shopping. Polly's like, okay, so Chick is creepy as all fuck. <laughs> like, Shot he doesn't like right? me. He doesn't like the twins. He's fucked up. And this is when we find out that Betty submitted a sample of his blood uh, for testing. She's like, how'd you do that? Oh, d- don't worry about it. And this was before we realized that it was floss. And I was like, did she like stick a syringe in him at night? Like, what the <laughs> fuck did she do? <laughs> did she like go find one of his drug syringes and like mm-hmm, took it? Mm-hmm. Like, She drove all the way back to that motel, which they never clean. So it's definitely his stuff. <laughs> And then we realized, wait, floss, 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 there we go. Betty straight up says, he might not be our brother. Mm-hmm. I have this feeling. So then they get home. Alice is sitting there knitting blue and pink things. Little booties, I presumies. They're like, oh, how are the babies? Oh, well, they're not here. <gasps> Chick took them out on a walk. He wanted to walk them along Sweetwater River. That's where twins die. That's where they kill all the twins. I really did think we would then cut to a shot of, like, Chick just drowning the babies. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, tossing them in. Like, there you go. Let's see if you can swim. Yeah. I mean, baby swim classes are, A, very popular, B, expensive. <laughs> Uh, but then Chick comes back in, and uh, Polly's, like, freaking out at him, like, what'd you do to my babies? But they're fine. He just rolls in with a fancy black leather perambulator. Yes. Which was the Blossoms baby shower gift. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So then we, we are at the prison, and we are there with War Baby. War Baby. Okay, so I guess... He's Shaved War head, Baby, FP is the tattoos. big kahuna, and Jughead is Moon Doggy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he moonlights his doggy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he could just keep Hot Dog around, and then Hot Dog could be Moon Doggy. <laughs> He's Hot Doggy. I guess then Jughead would be Gidget. Yeah. Jughead's Gidget. <laughs> okay. We all know this. <laughs> there are people listening to this have no idea what Gidget is, just and they really need to know. Every once in a while, TCM will play Jughead Goes Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah. It's way better than the one where this they go just, to Europe. That one Oh, that one's sucks. terrible. <laughs> that one is so incredibly bad. But yeah, so they're like, hey, War Baby, got any intel? Oh, he knows Anything everybody's about Hiram? business. And he's like, oh, yeah. I know some shit. Uh, so then Archie's with Hiram talking about how Hiram's Dracula. And this is the second time in the episode. <laughs> way in the beginning, Jughead compared him to Dracula. Okay, Call in the Woods, I guess, is now Vampires? And they do have one thing in common, similar taste in atmospheric lighting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All the lights are off. They just have the fire going. Like, it's kind of dracula It's very dracula Here's my journal, Hiram, where I write all my feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been writing all these feelings about your daughter. No, no. It's just very crude, very lewd cartoons. It's like fan fiction about him and Veronica. But it's written like Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, he's apparently been keep- keeping a very detailed account since uh, the FBI agent fake out happened mm-hmm. uh and that uh you know he will use this if he needs to and i'm like you know what you should have done archie you should have left that at home <laughs> because right now hiram could just grab it and throw it in the fire he can just look over your shoulder and see that that is your grocery list <laughs> 
And why do you eat so many eggs? <laughs> uh, Hiram goes into a big rant about everything he's doing and how in 18 months, Lodge Industries will be legit and Riverdale will be crime-free. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a mayor in place that legalizes everything. Therefore, not a crime. Not criminals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Archie's just like, I will keep my journal close to my heart. (laughs) Because it just says, like, Mr. Archie Lodge. <laughs> Mr. Archie Lodge Andrews. <laughs> heart, heart, heart. So so Polly comes down to breakfast, and it's just Alice and Chick there. And she asks where Betty is. Betty is gone with Jughead. And uh, Polly is, is leaving. Mm-hmm. And Alice is like, well, Chick did say that it was only a matter of time before you left us for the farm again. Yeah, she was in town for the will reading. Like, <laughs> Yes, she didn't move her stuff back. She just yeah. brought babies in, like, a suitcase. Uh, she's like, well, no, actually, I'm going uh, farther west. She's going out to California. Yeah, she's going to San Fran it up. Uh, and Chick just makes very creepy comments about how safe it is there and how he she should drop her address when she gets there. And Yeah, Dagwood got recruited by one of these tech startups to... They're calling younger and younger these days. Yeah. yeah. Polly's really going to go start a new, like, commune out there. They did say that was something they could do with their five shares pooled. They could start their own creek She could farm. start her own farm. She's yeah. going to go do that. She's going to go look for land and grow lots of... Junipers and dagwoods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we see Chick cu- now cutting Polly out of the picture that he had previously cut Hal out of. All of their landscape photos are now portrait orientation. Yes. The lodges, uh, Hiram's like, well, I just got a call from Shankshaw, and FP and Jughead were there, and it's only a matter of time, because they now have the information, and mm-hmm. we need to get Fred and Archie over here so we can tell them. And this goes into a, a parallel series of scenes where everybody is talking about how they know, and soon everybody's going to know, and, and we're all just getting, like, geared up to finally find out the truth about this secret project. Yes. So so Jughead and Betty, uh, Jughead has uh, finished writing his article about this information that he's gotten. They take it to Weatherby so it can be published. Weatherby will not publish it because they're not going to publish something that takes down another child or another student's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hiram is with Fred and Archie. They uh, he he tells them of the plan, which is that they're going to turn Southside High into a private for-profit prison. And he sounds so proud of himself. Isn't this a great idea for announcing perhaps the most evil business that is in America? So we close to school, mm-hmm. and we're going to make a for-profit prison so we can put all those people that were kicked out of their school. Like- into prison. You want to talk about the school to prison pipeline, motherfucker? Here it is in a quite literal fashion. Yep. And all that housing they're building is for the people that are going to work at the prison. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> they're not luxury apartments. They're just like shacks for the psychopaths that work as prison guards in for-profit institutions. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining like barracks yeah. being made. Like yeah. straight up barracks for these prison workers. Fred is, thank God, pissed. Yes. It's a monstrous plan. Um, He's pissed about the plan, how they've been trying to involve him. Calls him completely out that the only reason you're telling me is because it's going to go public. Yeah. 
And they're like, well, yeah, it's not ideal that we have to tell you this. <laughs> that is his actual concession. I'll admit, it's not ideal. That I have to tell you information. <laughs> yeah, uh, master of the deal, Hiram Lodge. So uh, Fred goes to leave, uh, but Archie says, I'm staying. I want to hear what he has to say, Dad. Sorry, Dad. I haven't got my daily blowjob yet. I probably shouldn't bail. <laughs> Fred does leave. So then... Again, multiple scenes are happening. There, There's a press conference happening where Veronica introduces... Your next mayor. Which is her mother, Hermione Lodge. And she gives a very long speech. Mm -hmm. Which is sort of the narration for all these other uh, uh, scenes. But first, in the crowd is a stealthy Smithers. Yes. Yeah. Smithers is there watching. I'm like, Veronica, look, 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 <laughs> your papa. Your papa's there. <laughs> yeah. So Fred gets a box delivered... And it's buttons that say Fred Andrews for mayor. And it's the, Veronica's design. And he's got this wry knowing smile like, yeah, I could still get those signatures. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this on my own. At the Blossoms, Claudius and Ma Blossom are listening on their radio mm -hmm. to, because they don't have a television, and they're listening they're on the radio. And they're speaking very cryptically about their own plans. Well, but he's like, I hate those lodges. <laughs> I want them to burn. And uh, it's like, well, yes, don't. yes, but first, we have other things we have to do. And second, don't say burn around Penelope. <laughs> it's very sensitive. Uh, but first, they have to take care of Nana, and they have to take care of Cheryl. Get their own house in order. And, and Cheryl overhears this. Mm -hmm. She's around the corner. Her around the corner reaction is is underscored by uh, the part in Hermione's speech where she talks about making certain sacrifices. They're going to sacrifice her. The, the parallels in these layered scenes, very good. Very strong today. Betty gives Chick the results of the blood test and tells him, oh, I did all these things and I had your blood tested and you aren't who you say you are. Bum, bum, bum. Who are you? <laughs> not her brother. Not her brother. We said this. We said this. <laughs> um, Archie and Hiram have the weirdest fucking scene. Mm-hmm. That is segued into when Hermione's talking about trust and loyalty. That's when we st pick up this scene. It's very good. Archie's talking about how, like, if it wasn't for the Black Hood and the shooting and this and that, like, I would have never, like, trusted you or agreed to this. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, he, he did it, start a, like domestic terrorist militia yes so yeah i think he's gonna come down on the carceral state yeah gets a thumbs up from archie fuck you archie the riverdale needs a change change which means yeah we need a for-profit prison because i'm a stupid idiot yeah and hiram's all like this is a tradition in my family going back many generations and let me pull out this giant hunting knife and i'm like are you gonna stab him or are you gonna cut out his heart or are you gonna make it's, him drink your blood or are you gonna drink his blood it's gonna be are like you gonna hold him that knife, po knife point and you're gonna like have weird sexy time like what is this they each stab each other in the side to cover <laughs> up that they were the murderer all along yes the last 20 minutes of scream are so great scream as a whole but the end is so good yeah that was i but they they both like as a sign of loyalty, they they do a blood brothers cut thing. into their hands, and I thought they were gonna maybe like like lick each other's palms, mm -hmm. but no, we just drip onto Archie's journal. Mm -hmm. Not like a contract, his journal that then we throw into the fire, and then they clasp hands, and the the drips uh -oh. drop. Oh, okay, it just ruining looked like they were the like, notebook. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Ruining Archie's DVD of The Notebook. <laughs> um, yeah, so they throw it in the the fire. Because mm-hmm. we all hate Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and uh, Hermione's speech ends. Jughead's voiceover finishes it with, uh, time has run out for Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I still love this uh, Archie and Hiram scene just for how bizarre and creepy it is. Like it's, it, I was just waiting for them to do it. It's, it, yeah, it, it's basically a scene from Call Me By Your Mob Nickname, yes. Yeah. Uh, but- it's just weird. Like, I'm like, are you going to be the new Miss Grundy? <laughs> are you just like manipulating him long enough that then you can like fuck him? Is that what this is? <laughs> he does need to get tested now that they've had their, their fluids in contact. But it's true. It's, it's like Abraham and Isaac, but there ain't no sheep to take the heat here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was about to circumcise him. I don't know. But they, <laughs> they just cut palms. The scenes between them are so icky. They're so they're icky. They're so icky. And they're so constant. Like, it seems like there's three every week now. I'm like, why Why are you guys all always hanging out in the office? If I was Veronica and that was my boyfriend, I would be very concerned. <laughs> well, it's okay because the office has the, like, nine-foot portrait of her looking down on them all the time. It's just... That's this week's episode. That's, there it is. That is There Will Be Blood. And there was right at the end, there was, see? There's lots of blood talk and blood. Told and you it'd be literal. Blood on floss. Make sure you floss and use mouthwash and brush your teeth so you don't have bleedy gums. See your dentist regularly. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. And if we weren't uh, footing the bill for for-profit prisons, maybe we could ensure universal health care. Yeah, maybe we could actually see the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of this week's episode? <laughs> I think we've already said a lot, but... <laughs> I mean, a- after the, the sort of transition cooldown of last week's episode, th- this one clearly had a job of setting up the next long-term plot. Yes. The mayoral race. Yes. I'm surprised it's only two. Maybe that's just a for now thing, candidates. FP should run. Well, I can predict where the, the votes would come from on the district maps. <laughs> but yes, he should. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what if he's like, it's just going to be the two of them, it's just going to be the two of them, and then he's like a last minute add-on. Mm-hmm. He, he does and a he, write-in candidacy. Yeah, and he like sweeps it. They they do some like old school machine stuff where like, hey, I'll drive you to the poll and give you a 40 on your way out if you know who to vote for. Yeah. 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 Uh, but predictions is later. Yes. As much fun as watching Archie and Hiram together is... Need a little I less. I feel in like it. they've hammered on that a bunch. Yeah, I need a little Let's... less. I need a le- little less of them in secret. Yeah, it's fine yeah. if they're with other people. I'm just kind of tired of this like dimly lit office icky. Knowing looks at dinner parties where we can see Archie torn in two or more directions is great. Yeah, but I've I've seen the boardroom enough times. Yeah, I know how creepy we are in there. We can move on now. And ending it on that note, probably the creepiest it's ever been, go out on a high note. Don't, yeah, don't. let's just leave it where it is. Don't lose the power. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. really excited about how many things we've said were going to happen happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we score a touchdown if it turns out that the sketchy man was the actual biological chick. Yes, that is that is what we are holding <laughs> to. But just the the... Chick is not the actual biological chick. Is enough for now. That's 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 a okay. one for the win column. Sketchy man was doused in lime. Mm-hmm. So like his Completely body's destroyed. gone. 
His car, though, is in that lake. Ah. So if that car has to come out, then they can figure out whose car it belongs to. Going to be a scuba adventure for clues? Yeah. 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 Well, we know that Sketchy Man had, like, a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Might have a child. Oh, man. Contest the child's DNA. Oh, more grandbabies. Yeah. 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 And this one's named Oak. Oak. Just Oak. Yeah. The baby named itself as the closest <laughs> English word they could find to the to a baby gurgle. Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, I guess that's leading us into predictions. That segues there's a prediction. us nicely into predictions. Uh, yeah, it's it's clear from opening that bag of but that box of buttons. He's gonna he's gonna run. Fred's gonna run. Yes. I like the sort of Romeo and Juliet thing this turns uh, Archie and Veronica into. Yeah. Uh, how do they maintain their relationship with their parents running against one another? Yes. And not just running against one another, but I, I'm pretty sure that Fred's campaign is going to be a directly anti-Lodge campaign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually really feel like FP running or some type Fan- of South Side representation yes. is a big... Maybe, maybe Tony's grandfather. I want to vote for Tony's grandpa. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, like... There's going to be a representation for the South Side. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be really, really good if then they win. And all the stuff that would open <laughs> it up for it would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Blossom's plan and, and Penelope. I think they are not going to kill Cheryl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is not <laughs> what they were cryptically talking about, even though that is... They're going to sacrifice her to a cult in the woods. No, they... Nan is getting smothered with a pillow. Oh, yeah. This is how we will discover that she is truly immortal and cannot die. She's already a ghost. She can't die. (laughs) But I think Cheryl is going to be put in some sort of conditioning. She's going to go away to some sort of camp, perhaps to be re-educated. They're going to team up on her and attempt to prove that she's, like, mentally incapable of yes. and they're gonna like commit her somewhere yes and gonna... tony's gonna be the one to save her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if this show really wants to go there and be relevant do they send her to conversion therapy <gasps> i could see that because of the way that the whole thing with her history with her mother mm-hmm. and heather i'm going to say they take one step back and send her to some place that is clearly a metaphor for conversion mm-hmm. therapy they won't outright say it, but yeah. yeah. But and Tony has to rescue. It's so surprising when they do go for like real world shit, and when they go for completely bonkers soap opera shit. Yeah, <laughs> like Papa Poutine mm-hmm. versus for profit prison in right. high school. Right. Like <laughs> it, like kind of took my breath away because it was so like. Oh oh, oh. Shit. yeah yeah yeah. Because that. That shit. <laughs> and, the, and I'm not saying Quebecois uh, uh, gangsters don't get whacked, I guess. But, like, that's not a thing that really directs the lives of, of thousands and millions of people. Because when you're making profit off of prisons, it becomes profitable to make prisoners. These mm-hmm. these lobbies have so much power in, in, never mind the laws, but in how they're applied. F- I'm changing my History Honeys episode. Fuck it. <laughs> Prisons are a business. <laughs> abolish prisons, abolish ICE, abolish the police. <laughs> oh. And that's our Riverdale show, folks. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I think this chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. 
I feel like Alice is starting to get wrapped around his finger even more mm-hmm. with the whole comment towards Polly about yeah. her leaving. I feel like Betty will present this information and she will not believe it. Mm-hmm. What if she kicks Betty out? Oh. What if she kicks Betty out and Betty has to go live with Hal? That would be Because fantastic. Alice is like, you're trying to rip my family apart and Chick's here. And I think she's going to kick Betty no, out. I think you're right. I think either she gets kicked out or she just like leaves. Yeah. But she's going to go stay with Pop for a while. Yeah. Her Pop, not yeah. Pop Tape Pop. And Alice is going to be got enough on, on Chick's plate. side. Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At this apartment somewhere. <laughs> she has to go live, move in with the Blossoms because suddenly he's back with Mrs. Blossom. Ah, uh, so much for a bordello. Now it's a boarding house. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Oh, you're, you're, you came for your share of the inheritance? Here's a bag of Fritos? <laughs> and we're square. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like off-brand Fritos because they're cheaper. Frutos? <laughs> Fritos. <laughs> they tried to make strawberry flavored corn chips. It was very bad. It <laughs> sounds so bad. Oh, and they're like sugar coated. <laughs> it gets all on your fingers. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I don't want to eat that. So our next episode coming down the pipe next week, uh, Wednesday the twenty first. Primary colors. This is named for a 1998 film, which was in turn based on a novel of the same name as a fictionalized account of President Clinton's 1992 campaign. The uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton inspired characters were played by John Travolta and Emma Thompson. As a, a clear reference to like, yeah, the, the campaign's up and running. Mm-hmm. Knowing how fast Riverdale goes, I don't think they'll have the election next week, but I would not be too surprised. I th- yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe like right up to the night before the election or something. <laughs> and then the cliffhanger is FP announcing his write-in candidacy. Yeah. yeah. Please remember to go vote if your, uh, if your local state- place is somewhere that has uh, primaries going on right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And make sure you vote on judges, if you have judges, and research them. We have, like, five bajillion judges in Chicago to vote on. One of them sent me two handwritten letters. Yeah. She really wants to be a judge. It's going to take, like, five hours to research all these judges. (laughs) But it's worth it to make a good, informed vote. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, direct action works. Yes. But that trailer, though. That trailer! So that trailer was really fast. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it looks like this week is setting the pieces in place. Next week is the big explosion. Slow yes. burn, and next week the fuse goes off. We got Cheryl saying she's scared of being alone. Chick is screaming at everybody. Yes, uh, Betty is... Sneaking up, up on him in bed and like, intimidating him. I catch bad men. It is true. It is true. <laughs> Be scared if she has syrup. <laughs> um, also, Betty, or I think it's Chick saying you, you're scaring me, Betty. Yeah. And then someone gets punched and Tony watches. Those are the things I caught. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that Tony is being accepted more and more into the main cast. Yeah. Like, did we ever think we'd see Tony in, what, three, four consecutive episodes? And it's part of, like, major plot lines in them, not just Jughead's sounding board. And I, I really like her. 
I think there's a lot of great stuff with their character that they can do. Mm-hmm. A lot of great opportunities of also like mm-hmm. bringing more characters together and using her as the vehicle to get the human side of Cheryl that we've been wanting for so long. Yes. So that's what we can expect next week. Yeah. Happy birthday, darling. Happy birthday to me. I'm glad I'm glad Riverdale was on tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since I've spent most of the day just like being a lump because I haven't felt good. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm getting sick. Aww. But I'm gonna fight it. I'm gonna <laughs> fight it. Speaking of teens, you can check out the second stream I did uh, with Roll Twenty Presents playing Breakfast Cult. Uh, that went out live Tuesday evening, but the the video is right there at twitch.tv slash roll20app. Uh, I think we'll also tweet it out uh, shortly after this episode goes up. Had a lot of fun. It also has messy teens telling lies and finding their classmates murdered. So all those things that Riverdale viewers might enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can also leave us a, a rating or review on your podcast listening place mm-hmm. of choice and that helps other people find us and know how awesome we are and how well we predict things it's true we have a sixth sense feeling very proud today so <laughs> it was twins he's it not twins. dead twins. Oh, actually probably almost but certainly twins. is dead he might not be though i don't know but twins <laughs> You can also just tell people about that directly. Uh, Word of mouth is the best tool we have for growing and blossoming and coopering and finding people to lodge uh, Lodge, with us. Uh, We we don't advertise. We we rely on testimonials from from folks like you to folks that are like you but are not you because they don't listen yet, but they should. Yeah, they should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week with some red, white, blue... White's not a primary color with red, blue, and yellow. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> red, white, and blue, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this is the Superman crossover episode. I mean, That's my late prediction. A lot of the campaign design stuff was just red, white, and blue. Imagine that. Yeah. I don't shouldn't they be using like the Riverdale flag colors? What are the Riverdale flag colors? I don't colors? know, but you know they have one. <laughs> well, it's probably awful. City flags are generally garbage. They're Except Chicago's. That's the exception. Chicago's that's, is really good. It's the American exception. That's why we like plaster on everything possible. There's a fantastic TED talk from uh, the guy that does 99% Invisible about city flags. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> There's one city flag that actually has like a copyright notice as part of the flag. It is on the flag. <laughs> It's god-awful. <laughs> but anyway, what we mean to say... I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie... War Baby. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, boy. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And you got me, and you got me, and you got me.